make a short prayer and you pray to the Ebrister that you should be matzliach that you shouldn't stumble you shouldn't falter it shouldn't be a situation where your friends the other people in the base medrash will be happy that you made a mistake and that you shouldn't be happy if they made a mistake that you should do it l'shem shemayim so when you come into a new place to Fabreng, I give a tefillah kitzara to the Rebbeinu Shalom that we should be able to be mekaven to the kavon el yoyna to do what the Rebbe wants from us to be mashlim the kavona, to take this special day of Yud Kislev which is the Chagag Yulav, the Mittler Rebbe to take it, to be inspired by it, to be uplifted to give us koyach and chizuk in our daily avoda in avodas hayoyim from day to day, and especially as we're talking here to bachrim, to yeshiva bachrim, to be matzliach first and foremost in limudat Torah, mishkida va'asmoda with diligently, with success in limudat Torah, both in nigla and both in chasidus, and also in afotzas hamayones especially as it's connected with the union of Yud Kislev, as we know that the Mittler Rebbe is the idea of Rechoyves Hanor, the union of Bina, of expansion of Hasidus, the Mayonis itself, as the Rebbe emphasizes, to come to the Chutzah. So we're here today to make note of this day, to Fabreng together. The truth of the matter is, when Rebbe Liyahu, who is... Baruch Hashem, somebody who we're very, very proud of, is a Talmud of ours for many years, back in our home, Shlichus. And he is one of the products that Baruch Hashem is a Tefeyach Hamanas Atfiach. And um, I'll tell you a little bit, he stepped out, so that maybe it's better. Mixa Shvachi Bifonov, like this, I would have a problem, maybe to say it all in front of his face. I'm boring you already, I see. <laughs> That's quick. I'm not used to it, but I'm okay, we'll wait for the sheeting of speaking. I can't speak when everybody else is speaking at the same time, but I'll listen. Hard to compete against all the good food and the 
So I get this strange phone call. Listen, I can't speak. If you guys are going to speak, I'm not looking for this, you know. I drove, I drove down here for two hours, but, you know, it's not, not a big deal for me, you know. I'm not, uh, I can't, you know, it's just not my style. What can I tell you? When I speak in shul, it's quiet over there. I mean, maybe somewhere I know it's different, but I, I, I just can't, I can't speak what other people are speaking at the same time that I am. Sorry. So when Rebelio called me up and he asked me, no, if people want to speak, I don't want to stop anybody. But I, I just can't speak to get what other people are speaking here. Either they should speak in a way that I don't hear, or out of here, or I'll, I'll, I'll listen. I'm ready to listen. I can listen to. I don't have to speak. Uh, I was going to say that uh, Elio Rebelio invited me to come for Brink. So I asked him. Uh, what did he scrape the bottom of the pot? I mean, uh, he didn't find anybody to bring because uh, I'm not a mashpia right now and I'm not a Rosh Hashiva right now. And I said, uh, you know, it's Tes Kislev is important. Yud Kislev is important to bring, but why is he calling me? Uh, why is he calling me? Uh, he assured me that I'm not on the bottom of the pot. Okay, so I said, okay, so I'm not on the bottom of the pot. But I told him, so two things I told him. I told him that it so happens that that particular day, I needed in the Chabad house, I needed some work done. Um, and I'm sure some of you have met because I know he comes here all the time. So besides uh, uh, Rebellio's father, Mr. Bogart, is a very uh, intellectual and a very smart person. He's also very good with his hands. He can, you know, put together light fixtures and, and, and you know special electronics he's very good at it he's, uh, so I needed to install a thermostat and a few electronic pieces and the whole day he spent with me in the shul in the Chabad house helping me uh, you know it took up a whole day you know just to help me out and punct while he was helping me middle of the I get a call from Rebbe he says you help me out and uh, I want you to come for a break I says I says you know, your father just helped me out, and he, I needed him. You're asking me, okay, I'll come, I'll make the trip, I'll drive two hours, and I'll have a brain. That's, so that's why I'm here now. And uh, I'm also here because I wanted to see, actually, because, you know, we fought very hard to keep Rabbi Bogart. I don't know, is that what we call him? Rabbi Yo, Rabbi Bogart, what's his name? Huh? Rabbi Yo, Rabbi Bogart. Rebellia, Rebellia. We fought very hard, I don't know if we told you this, to keep him in Chabad. We fought very hard. We fought very hard against the Misnagdim. And we also, against the Misnagdim, I said. And also from within, we had a very big struggle. Because he's a very capable, a very talented Bachar Baruch Hashem. And at that particular time, there wasn't a 
Lubavitcher Yeshiva. There was a new Yeshiva opened up by the Misnagdim. And the Rosh Yeshiva over there got a hold of him. And they made him his personal uh, connection. He learned with him personally. And he gave him personal attention. And he had all intentions of him continuing to become a Godel. To become some sort of a, a great... Uh, big Talmud uh, Chacham over there and was really uh, it was a, a very tempting you're asking his parents you know but you know when they uh, have a Rosh Yeshiva of the Rosh Yeshiva of the Mesnagdish Yeshiva tells you that your Bachar is a special son and we'll make him into a something and if he'll go away to Labavitch he'll be wasted or something you know and so there was a, a Nisoyan over there I can't tell you 100% whether it was going to happen or not, but I put up a very, very big fight. And Baruch Hashem, the Dan So I said, for me it's an opportunity to see the Koyaches that we invested in A, he grew up in our community, and B, him specifically, we almost lost him. <laughs> we almost lost him. The Misnagdim almost got a hold of him. And you can verify that what I'm saying is true with him later on. So I wanted to come and see um, some of the success and some of the accomplishment. I told him that the Shabbos before, I was speaking in Shul, and I said to the people that the Abishter gives each one of us what we need, plus he gives us, he gives us talent. Some people they wish to make smart. Some people he gives a talent to write. Some people know how to sing. Some people know how to are beautiful. There's various different talents and gifts. How do we get those things? The Abishter gives it to us. And now the question becomes, what do you do with the gift that the Abishter gives you? So the Abishter gave you, the Abishter gave you money. The Abishter gave you a talent. Are you going to use, by the way, there's a story of the Mitla Rebbe, we're talking about the Mitla Rebbe. When the Mitla Rebbe was before his Bar Mitzvah, he asked his father, the Alter Rebbe, he asked him, how come the rich people are so arrogant? <laughs> it's a question of a seven-year-old, he asked his father, why are the rich people so arrogant, he asked him. And the Alter Rebbe answered him, that the Heichel HaShiris, that the chamber in which wealth is, is situated right between the Gan Eden and the Gehenim. He says there's two doors opening. One opens to the Gan Eden, and the one opens to the Gehenim. If you utilize your wealth for the positive, and you do good things with it, you give tzedakah, then the door leads you straight to Gan Eden. If you hoard your money and you use your money to become more a yesh, more a metzius, and insensitive to other people, then the other door opening is right to Gehenna. That's what his father told him. And the truth of the matter is, it doesn't only apply to wealth. In Gash, we have a lot of money. But we all have a certain amount of wealth. We have a talent. We have ability. We have things that make us unique and make us special. Now the question is, what do we do with our wealth? 
what do we do with the kindness that Hashem has bestowed on us, that Hashem gives us? What do we do with that? Do we waste it? Do we keep it to ourselves? We don't make a difference in anybody's life. We don't just, we just sit there and do that. Or we go, and if you have the Ebrister is giving you, blessed you with something, inspire another Yid. Encourage another. Say him a good word. You know, people say like this, talk is cheap. You know what is it? Talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. They mean to say, you know, you can say whatever you want. But the Rebbe says, Talk is cheap. It means to say, it doesn't cost you anything to say somebody a good word. It doesn't have to be your wealth. You don't have to help another person just by giving him a thousand dollars. Sometimes giving somebody an encouraging word, which is cheap, it doesn't cost you anything, could help the other person out of his loneliness, of his depression, of his sadness, of his problem, whatever he is. You give him a little chizik, you say him a kind word, you give him a smile, you give him a, a hug, you give him a, an encouraging word. What happens? You have done, you have used some of your talent, some of your gift that Hashem has given you, you've shared it with another person. That's the wealth that we have. If the Abishter gives you, as the Altarebbe writes, writes, not to act as they say, not to act in a way of humility and saying, I'm a nobody, and therefore... I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to stand by and not going to share with something that maybe I can help somebody. You know, the Rebbe said something very interesting, which I heard from Rabbi Groner many, many years ago. I heard this from Rabbi Groner uh, when I was in Eretz Yisrael on Shlichus, which was in, before any of you guys were born, that was in Tavshin Lamed Hay or Lamed Vov, he told us the story that a fellow came over to the Rebbe once by a Fabrengen and he said L'chaim to the Rebbe and the Rebbe asked him what his name was and he said that his name was Yitzchak <laughs> hope we learned last week's Parsha in Parsha's told us last week's Parsha in Parsha told us so then we learned about Yitzchak Savoida, and as explained in Hasidus, that Yitzchak Savoida, the Pasik spends over there several psukim, and it talks about that he was Chaifer Beiris, he digged Beiris. The Rebbe told him that what Yitzchak was doing, he found Yidin who had a good neshama, but their goodness of the neshama, their spark of Yiddishkeit, is buried very deep. It's not visible. You don't see that neshama. So the Rebbe said what Yitzchak did was he went there and he started to dig. He removed the dirt and he removed the stones. He removed the garbage. And he dug until he found that fountain, that beautiful fountain of water. He found the neshama. He says, a yid has a neshama, a yid has a spark. But sometimes that spark doesn't come to the top. You don't see it. You have to work hard. 
and you have to discover, you have to remove some of the layers of dirt, of apathy, of things that you don't care about, and lack of knowledge, and lack of practice, and lack of education, all the ignorance, all these things that you never use, you never experience, you have to remove that. And once you remove that, you'll touch, and you'll be able to bring out that beautiful neshama that will quench your thirst. So what did the Rebbe say to this fellow? The Rebbe says to him, your name is Yitzchak, and therefore, this is what you got to do. You got to go out there, find another Jew, and start digging their well. Start digging their well. Start discovering. Inspire them, and dig their well, and bring it up. So start flowing a beautiful well. This guy listened to the Rebbe's speech. He says to the Rebbe, he says, Rebbe, I'll be honest with you, he says, I have not dug my own well yet. <laughs> he says, you're expecting me to go find a Yid to discover the beauty of their neshama. He says, I haven't yet discovered my own neshama. I'm still, still searching for my own soul. And the Rebbe told him, very powerful two things. The Rebbe said to him, number one, the Rebbe said, if you will know that you have a responsibility of digging somebody else's well, then you will know that you have to dig your own well. That'll help you, because if you know that there, you have to go and try to better another person, then automatically you will have to better yourself as well. So that's number one. So, but then the Rebbe told him something else, which is something very important to all of us to know. The Rebbe said, there is sometimes souls that connect. You never know who is the one who's going to connect with a soul. Sometimes you have a Yid, you can talk to them and talk to them and talk to them, and you haven't move them from this spot. You have a mashpia in the yeshiva. He's your teacher. He's your mashpia. You have a rosh yeshiva. And maybe he's tried several times to encourage you, to talk to you, to listen to you, to hear your, your issues. He tried to help you. But sinish funart. He didn't succeed. Doesn't succeed. Tries to give you a cheshek in learning of Torah. Tries to give you a cheshek in avedis hatfila. He tries to give you a cheshek in kima mitzvahs, behider, but it's not working. But guess what? Another person comes along, and it clicks. Somehow it clicks. The Rebbe said to him, you know, there is a yid out there that is waiting for you to give him the, the right word. If you will tell him, comes from you, you will connect with him. And maybe you will be the shaliach. You will be the person who's going to make the difference in the other person's life. So the Rebbe asks him, and he says to him, look, why is that person supposed to wait until you'll be ready with yourself? You say you're going to go start digging somebody else's well when you'll finish digging your own well. But that's not right. 
maybe you will say something and if it comes from you you will help the other yid so you can't wait so I was thinking to myself when Mr. when Rebel Yehu Bogart tells me come from Breng, I said maybe there is one bakr over here maybe I'm going to insult some bakr maybe I'm going to tell them to keep quiet while I'm talking about I don't know I don't want to do that for sure not but Maybe there's going to be one bacher over here who is going to take one word that I said. Maybe we're going to connect. Maybe there's somebody here that has to listen to something. Do I have a right not to come when I'm invited for somebody? I, it's a tircha to go schlep here and there. And then you're judged, you know. You know, bachem have a very critical eye. They can tell right away, you know, who this guy is really putting up a good show, you know, or, you know, this is the Chavra, this is our, uh, our future, so, Memele, I was, uh, I said, I have to, but then, there's another thing over there, but let's say L'chaim, we'll sing a nigging, and then we'll, we'll continue. Hope I'm not going to bore you too much. L'chaim, L'chaim. L'chaim, L'chaim, L'chaim. L'chaim, L'chaim, L'chaim. L'chaim, L'chaim. Ya 
Yeah.